this time of prayer fruitfully. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. With your permission, Sovereign Lord, in the Blessed Sacrament, we now have the joy, the privilege of adoring God. We should not take it for granted. The Lord has come to us to remain with us, to remain. We have, therefore, as human beings, as children of God generated in baptism, to acknowledge Him, ignore, not offending, but just ignoring Him is already a big insult to God. The Lord in the, the Sunday uh, readings, fifth Sunday of Easter, the Gospel brings us a parable, a comparison. The Lord himself says that he is divine and we are the branches. And then he draws a series of lessons. I am the true vine and my father is the vine grower. So the one who planted that vine. And then he continues saying, He takes every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does he prune, so that it bears more fruit. Perhaps we should remind ourselves, because here in the Philippines we, had no, we don't have vines. Huh? Our vines is a very important uh, plant in the Mediterranean civilization. And, uh, well, it's a vine. Yeah, in a way, like the bougainvillea. <laughs> but the, it's a vine, so you have sometimes it gets uh, and, and to, entangled with the, with the supports and, uh, and whatever you put there on top, it gets around it and bears the grapes, bunches. But this is the, we may say, the civilized kind of vine, because there are also wild vine. It grows there in the countryside, in the fields. Similar, but wild. Means does not have sweet grapes. Maybe few, small, and sour. You cannot even taste, because it's very acidic. Uh, good for nothing. It's just uh, waste. Okay, you cut it there, you throw away because it's just occupying terrain. No, like here in the countryside, we have so many uh, vines there that uh, uh, you don't plant it, but it grows there. Now, the good vine is a, we may say, a civilized kind of vine. <clears throat> but sometimes, I don't know for what reason. Probably because the wild still have some uh, qualities that is necessary. They take 
a branch, a little portion of the wild vine good for nothing, they cut it and then they make an incision in the good vine, that the one that has been there for many years, they make a cut and they insert it there and then they bind it with tali and trapo until it begins bearing fruit. This in English is called graft. Uh, it's grafted in, it's inserted in. And then the, the wild vine, good for nothing, becomes a, a, a guest in the, in the good vine and start giving grapes very sweet, very big, with tremendous force. Well, St. Paul, also in the second, he tells us that we are that wild branch. Why? Because we come from, from the wilderness. Before baptism, we were not bearing fruit, right? We began as children of God once we were baptized. When our good actions could be acknowledged by God and rewarded by God. Good action means identification with God, with the will of God. But that's only the beginning. So, baptism, we may consider is the grafting. And we have to acknowledge that we were nothing, that we're good for nothing. You know, other trees, they have thick branches. Well, still, it doesn't bear fruit. It can be used for, I don't know, for fire, fuel, also for furniture, for, in carpentry. But the vine, good for nothing. It's too small, it's just a vine. No? Nothing, good for nothing. Apart from bearing fruit, it's good for nothing. Well, this is what you and I are. Only when we are grafted in the vine. Who is the vine? Jesus. The second person, the blessed Trinity. Who was planted by God the Father. Why? Because Jesus came fulfilling the will of his Father. He took a human nature like us from our lady and he put his roots in our land, in this world, becoming one of us, equal to us, human, with a human nature, equal in everything except sin. He assumed all the limitations of a human nature. Now, we came from the wilderness. We were seen grafted in Christ. Do I allow myself to be grafted in? We, may, we, we were saying, this is baptism. But the only life that the grafted branch has is the life that comes from the vine, the liquid, the sap that comes, it's continuously fed from the vine. If you put a barrier between 
the true vine and the branch, the branch is good for nothing. 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 Am I united to Jesus? Do I allow Him to fit me? Do I allow this feeding liquid, the grace of God, the inspirations, fit me? But who has done the graft? It, does it happen spontaneously? Did the white branch fly all the way to... No, no. He was the farmer. It is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was the farmer who took us from the wilderness and inserted that in the body of Christ, in Jesus. <clears throat> By means of his grace. Not as something that happened in the past only, but as something that is continuously happening right now, in this moment of prayer. Do you know why you are listening and you are in dialogue with Jesus who is there in the Blessed Sacrament? Because the Holy Spirit is supporting you, is feeding you, is maintaining you. Now, you are a branch. All of us, we may or may not obey and take advantage of what the vine is sending us. Yes, that barrier is a possibility because we are free. At this moment, we can use our freedom to follow the inspirations of the Holy Spirit or to ignore them. In the first case, we are free, but we grow. In the second case, we are free, but we have spoiled our freedom because we have chosen what destroys us. It's in your hands. The decision is in your hands. Lord, that I may always listen to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit to you. I'm here, Lord. I'm listening to you. Please help me to bear good fruit. Good fruit in the vine. The vine is Jesus, therefore the vine is the body of Jesus, therefore the vine is the church. We are children of God. We are children of the church. The church is our mother. What does a mother do? Feeds the baby. We are newborn infants being fed by our mother, the church, also by means of the sacrament, the sacrament that comes from Jesus, from God. The sacraments are the sacraments of the church, most especially the Eucharist, sacrament of penance that prepares us to receive the grace that restores us in that living vine which is Jesus, which is the church. You see how clearly the Lord is talking to us. 
and how important it is that we remain in that vine right now, every day. What are my resolutions for today? How many acts of love of God have you done to prepare yourself for this moment of conversation with Jesus, for this moment for the Mass? The branch cannot remain passive. The branch has to receive what the Lord is sending. We continue reading the Gospel and the Lord keeps on repeating a word, remain. Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you the branches. Well, it seems we got it, Lord. We got it. <laughs> Remain. That's the word for today. Remain. So, the white branch grafted in the good vine cannot remain idle, neutral, as if there is nothing to do. How many persons we know that waste their lives, seemingly taking advantage of the moment, having what they call good time, but for how long? Yes, they are receiving strength, they are alive, for how long? And then, good for nothing. The Lord, he says, anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire and they will be burned. Not that we'll use for something else. No, it's good for nothing. For nothing. Am I willing? to be burned, wasted, for nothing. What a pity of my life. That's not why the Holy Spirit took you from the wilderness and brought you here to divine, to Jesus Christ, to Him, and took the pain of opening the side of the good vine his side, wounded by the lance, and inserted you there so that you become part of that vine. Do I allow myself to be a part of Christ? Do you realize that after the grafting there is no difference practically between the original good vine and the new wild branch? Everything is like a sort of new vine bearing fruit, big, big bunches of sweet grapes, big and very sweet. Is everything the plant 
but we distinguish, but not separate, because we are not separated from Jesus. If we separate from him, remember, good for nothing. But let's go back to remain. What does it mean? No, it's not what you think. That I have to be, you know, uh, forcing myself, first of all, to be close to Jesus? Mm, not quite. First of all, remain in me means allow yourself to be loved by Jesus. You know more. Oh, oh. Allow yourself to be loved by Jesus, to be fed by Jesus. That's very clear. What is the first duty of the wild branch? To allow the good liquid, the good sap of the branch to come in. First of all, forget about giving fruit, forget about everything. First is to be loved, to receive the will of the branch, to conform. Because now the wild branch will become a good branch, bearing fruit like the original vine, to become another Christ, right? To become like him. To be able to bear fruit later on, never mind, later on. So the first, the first of all is to allow yourself to be loved by Jesus. Then later on, to bear fruit as a consequence of this love of Jesus. And without him, you can do nothing. To allow the Holy Spirit to produce that feeding of Jesus. That's why he says, remain in you, and I remain in you. Do I allow Jesus to remain in me, the wild branch? Is he in my heart, in my mind, in my actions, the entire day? Do I dialogue with him constantly in my prayer, with many aspirations, with act of love, with act of contrition, when I discovered that I have not been as I should. Whoever remains in me, Lord, I want to remain in you forever. Which means basically to assume the commitments that we have entered in baptism. That is, to be remain in the church, to obey the church, to do apostolate. Well, this is one of the duties of baptism. To allow yourself to be formed, formation, as a good Christian. To obey, of course, the, the legitimate authority in the church because they represent Christ. We have to, we have committed ourselves to fulfill what we have promised in baptism, to, rename, to re renounce Satan. Do I fight to reject the temptation? Remain in Jesus. Lord, that I may not be like the prodigal son who did not remain with his father, but went to a distant country, a wild branch, thinking that he could go on his own. How much fruit did he bear? Nothing. He wasted his existence. 
And finally, he was good for nothing, just for a fire. Lord, that I may be attached to you constantly. I don't want to waste my life. I don't want to be in sin without receiving you day after day, infidelity after infidelity, omission after omission. always omitting, leaving that communication with you away. Remain in your love. Also, remain in Jesus means remain in his law, in the cross, because Jesus went to the cross Remaining with Jesus means persevering at the trial, in the moment of trial. Recognizing that being united to Jesus implies going through the little, you know, adversities, the little trials in our life which are never lacking. We were grafted in baptism, but the branch will not remain exactly as it was when it was grafted at the moment of baptism. That's not enough. The branch, the wild branch, begins growing itself and bearing fruit. Well, therefore, we cannot say, well, I have been baptized, that's all. I have accepted Jesus as my Savior, that's all. That was not finished. No, the branch had to grow itself. That's why it is fed. To remain alive and bear fruit. So remaining in Jesus means growing, growing in love. Now's the second part. To remain in his love, but to grow in that love. That's what we have to pay back in order to bear fruit. Not just to remain in a state of a, of a, of a undeveloped branch, but to grow. To grow how? To grow like the rest of the two branches in the vine. The vine bears fruit. I, a wild branch, I have to look like the other branches, like Jesus Christ. You have to be another Christ. That's the growth. To grow towards Jesus. To be more like Jesus. To become an adult in Jesus. A mature person in the faith. That is, to bear the fruit of a good response to God. Every branch that bear fruit, my Father will prune. The Lord says to bear good fruit. What's that? Yes. Even so, you are inserted in the vine. The farmer comes and cuts little branches here and there. So it's not that the branch is there, okay, that's it, no, let it go. No, still, you have to go there with these uh, clips huh? and, uh, and clip it a little. Why? Because you have to remove the little 
sprout the little parts that impede the new branch to give many grapes because they are bad for the rest. What is this? Our bad inclinations. So we have to allow ourselves to be pruned. We have to go to spiritual direction. We have to go to confession. We have to listen to Jesus, the branch. Why don't you cut off that thing? Why don't you remove that bad inclination you have, that bad custom? Sometimes we suffer a little because we are attached, but the farmer knows what he has to cut, and we have to allow him to cut, to prepare us, to prune us. Not because he wants us to die, on the contrary, what he wants is that you blossom. When we embrace the cross of Christ, we bear more fruit, more grapes. We don't waste ourselves in useless pursuit. This is what the Lord is expecting from us. We are in a society which does not put a price to these things we are talking. We have to listen to Jesus. We have to remain in his love. The Lord doesn't need to send us big punishment in our life. You know, the branches is not cut from the root, otherwise why do you graft it? But yes, it has to be pruned today. A little bit here, a little bit there. We have to allow the Lord to build the house or else it's useless that the builders build the house in another uh, place, the Lord tells us. The word of Jesus is life. And now for us, the vine and the branches acquire a new meaning. You squeeze the grapes, you have wine, and the wine becomes the blood of Christ, the Eucharist. So this is the fruit, but also fruit of the hands of man. So the Eucharist, the Lord wants not only the work of the Holy Spirit, which is the main factor, the Holy Spirit produces fruit in us, but we are not passive. We have to collaborate. We have to offer. Can we say the Mass? Can we help celebrate this Mass we are going to attend if nobody brings here the host, if nobody brings here a cruet with wine? No. What is it? It's fruit of the hands of, of man, of a human being, of us. So the Lord takes advantage also of your, he wants your contribution there. He wants the work of human hands. And he becomes part of the Eucharist. Imagine, my work, which sometimes I think is so routinary, so useless, so humble, your work makes the Eucharist possible. Symbolically, the priest adds 
a few drops of water, this also represents us. You are this drop of water that they put the priest places on the chalice. After the consecration, what do you have in the chalice? Our faith tells us the blood of Christ and the water. Can you separate the water from the blood of Christ? No. Everything that is in the chalice, after the consecration, the wine and the drop of water become the blood of Christ. So, your contribution, yourself, you there, when you allow yourself to be dissolved in Jesus, you also become Jesus himself. Lord, remain in us. Make us active agents of the vine. Lord, bless us with abundant fruit. We have to feed so many people with your fruit. Today we celebrate also St. Catherine of Siena, this woman who took seriously her Christian vocation, faithful to the truth, and she did not hesitate even to, to announce it, to, 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 to remind the truth to the Pope even, a saint who was fed with the Eucharist. He says that in the last time of her life, the last years, he received only the Eucharist. He would not be able to eat anything. Well, let's follow that example in a manner of speaking, of course, we have to eat. Eh? But to remain in Jesus, to allow him to remain in us. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Do not leave us orphans. <clears throat> I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspiration. 